0: You are listening to As a Woman, Episode 62, Life on Hold. In this episode, I'm talking all about what happens when all of your plans are canceled. How do you stay true to your goals? How do you refocus on what's important? And how do you remember to live life in the best way? Wow, what a week. So, this podcast is being recorded on Sunday morning, March 22nd. I usually record these podcasts well in advance and I have things planned out and I balance my topics. And I have some in the mix that I'll start to get back to, but I'm just not inspired to put those out right now. And even though fertility education and empowering women is still my top, top goal. Today, I just wanted to come on and speak from the heart because this has been a really hard week for me and I know for a lot of other people. And I think we're all starting to look at things and try to understand what's the most important thing to us. And so, really, I'm just going to be honest and open and vulnerable and talk you through some of the things that are in my brain right now. First of all, there's absolutely no judgment for how you're handling this. COVID 19 is really scary and we're seeing a lot of the effects on society, and the stories I'm hearing from my colleagues who are on the front lines, it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. The fact that we cannot get control over this, and even more that we are putting healthcare workers' lives in danger by going into an environment without proper masks and gowns and gloves, it is really so scary. I know that when I go to work, I'm afraid, of what I may bring home to my family, and I'm not in the emergency room. I'm not in the ICU. I am not working with known, exposed patients. But I think what we've all realized is some of the newest data showing that asymptomatic people can definitely have the disease and can be carriers, they can be vectors. And that has really put a bigger emphasis on social distancing and a huge change in some of our normal activities and routines. As for me, so you guys know, I'm a fertility physician. So from the last time I recorded a podcast talking about coronavirus and getting pregnant, on Tuesday, March 17th, ASRM, the American Society for Reproductive Medicine, came out with guidelines that essentially halted all future treatment. Ovulation induction, IUIs, IVF, embryo transfers, all of it. Essentially, they recommended that you should continue with cycles that are in progress But everything new should be placed on a halt in order to best serve the public, preserve PPE, keep your staff safe, keep patients safe by keeping them home, and overall be socially responsible to help stopping the spread of this disease. Now look, I think this is a super complex topic, and this is the most harsh stand by a society. It's much harsher than Eshri, the European society, took. But I totally get it. The impact coronavirus will have on our society is extreme and huge, and if we can contribute to preserving some of our community and saving others, that's huge, and that's really the oath we took in medicine. But I'm the one who got to call over 50 patients this week and tell them that I was putting their life on hold. Their plans, their dreams, their hopes, they had to wait. And guys, these are women and men and couples who have suffered from infertility, meaning they've been waiting. They have felt like their life was already on hold. And now I'm asking them to wait even more. It is heartbreaking, and it really puts a perspective on what a huge deal a global pandemic is. Here's the reality. Those of us living in today's world, we've never been exposed to something like this except in the movies. We've seen movies like Outbreak or Contagion and seen where we've talked about what would happen with a global pandemic, but we've never actually lived in the midst of one. These are unprecedented times, and extreme action is okay and acceptable. But to be the person to deliver the news to women, men, couples, singles, whatever, to people, to be the person who was delivering news to people who were waiting on a moment to change their whole lives and to tell them, this is not your time. Oh, it's hard. It really drained me emotionally to absorb that energy. So, this is the introvert speaking, right? To t- share bad news and to absorb the energy that somebody's giving you, even over the phone, it just broke a piece of me. And it has huge financial implications for the economy, especially for all types of small businesses and independent physician offices. I am not at all going to tell you that our practice is running just the same. There are huge implications for not having resources. But we're not alone with this infertility. And I know some of my friends, like Rupa and Pam and others, have had to change how they're practicing or shut their doors because what they do is non-emergent. And in the time of an emergency, that's where the focus needs to be. The one thing that I tried to relay to my patients, and that's what this episode's really about, is, okay, so my life is on hold. It's not on hold forever. It is just on hold for now. And we can do one of two things. Let's look at this like a stage of contingency. We can live in the yucky middle zone of feeling bad for ourselves and putting everything off until we can get back to quote-unquote normal, or until we achieve this goal. Well, I'm just going to blah, blah, blah until I get pregnant, or I'm just going to not take care of myself until after IVF because I won't be able to work out during IVF anyway, or whatever excuse you want to give yourself. One, it is okay to feel sorry for yourself. In fact, you should let your emotions show. I sobbed Wednesday night after I talked to the bulk of people because it just hit me so hard. And I cried at the grocery store yesterday. Isn't that embarrassing? Because it's just not the way I want the world to be. Yet I don't get a say in that. It is the way the world is right now. So I cried. And that's okay. So number one, acknowledging your emotions is important and needed. And remember that vulnerability and sharing these emotions is strength and not weakness. These are hard times. Being true to how you feel about them instead of burying and hiding it inside, that's actually really good for you. So whether it's alone or you share it with somebody, I don't care. But I believe that in this period of putting our life on hold, we are all feeling something inside. And whether it is fear, anxiety, sadness, you need to let some of that out. So homework number one. Let some of it out. I'm going to try to tell you all to find one person. It can be me. You can send me a message. Your friend, your mom, your partner, whoever. And let them absorb some of your energy. Sometimes you've got to let somebody help you carry the load. And these are hard, hard times. So I really need you to let your pride down and not be afraid to be vulnerable. And let somebody else wrap their arms around you. Even if it's virtual, because it should be, unless there's somebody who lives in your house, let them wrap their virtual arms around you, hold you tight, and say, I know how you're feeling. I'm going to validate these feelings because it sucks right now. So homework number one, you must share part of how you're internally feeling. Homework number two is I want us to get over feeling sorry for ourselves because we're not in this boat alone. This is not just happening to us. We are not being targeted. Whether you canceled your vacation, your kid's not having a birthday party, your nanny quit because you're a doctor, you're having to put your fertility treatments on hold, your surgery got canceled, whatever's going on in your life, something's going on. So, number two is to stop feeling sorry for yourself. So, I know that sounds funny because I just said let all your emotions out. You got to do that first. But number two is you got to stop dwelling in all the things that are not going to happen because they are not going to happen. So, you are going to take out a pen and paper or maybe that life planning document on your desktop if you're like me, but you're going to find some place to write it all out. You are going to emotionally purge all of those feelings. And what I specifically want you to do is make a huge list of all the things that are not going to happen, because we have to acknowledge them and and accept where we are. So my list would say things like not speaking at some meetings, not throwing a pinnacle conference in Hawaii, Families in Medicine, that I was so looking forward to, not going to my cousin's wedding, my kids are not finishing the school year. My daughter may not have a birthday party. I was nominated for an award that I'm probably not going to be able to go to the ceremony for. It's probably not going to happen. I am not helping my patients achieve their dreams right now, breaking their hearts. I We may put Pinnacle December on hold. So there's a lot of really big things that I'm excited about and was looking forward to that are not happening in addition to the little things that really keep me going. Friday night happy hour, you guys know how we get together with our neighborhood friends, drink some wine, eat some Thai food. That's not happening. My kids, you know, Rhett just started T-ball. That's gone. Campbell was taking piano. Gone. Anyways, these are little things that in the scheme of life, they're just things. They're just moments or events, opportunities to get together, milestones that were going to happen. And you know what? As long as we have our health and we have each other, we're doing okay. But homework number two is to write down all the things you know you're going to miss. Get it all out. All the bad. Even if it's little. I don't really care. You're not going to get your Botox or your hair done. Your nails are going to look like crap. I don't care what the thing is. What all in your life is getting interrupted? Maybe you got furloughed. Maybe you don't have a job. Maybe your business is closing. Those are huge things. Put it on the paper. And then I want you to draw a line or go to a new page or whatever. And I want you to make the list of all the things that you still have, all the things that are really good right now. And I want to challenge you to even think about some of the things that are better right now. So a list of the things you still have or the things that are better. And I know part three right here, this is kind of hard stuff. Nobody wants to be admitting things are better, but it's important to acknowledge different isn't always bad. So, for example, I am worked out every day. I'm spending more time with my kids. I've been cooking a lot, so we've been eating really healthy at home. We've had a lot of time for art projects. We got the house organized. We're able to watch movies at night. I don't care what it is, maybe it's you ate chocolate all day, or you baked brownies, or you colored the sidewalk with chalk, or you you saw your kids, or you started meditating, you did your own nails, I don't know. I don't know what your list is, but I want you to spend some time, spend some moments acknowledging that things are good in your life. Things are different, things are not great, but there are some good moments, and there may be some things during this time of social distancing that potentially are better or things that you don't usually get to experience that you're experiencing. Maybe you're going on more walks. Maybe you're enjoying coffee on your back porch. Maybe you're FaceTiming your parents more. Whatever they are, take the time to acknowledge them, the little moments that are beautiful. These are lots of homework assignments for you guys today. So I'm really asking you, To dive deep and do some active work from this episode, probably because that's how I deal when things get too hard and my brain gets too jumbled, is to feel, acknowledge what's bad, acknowledge what's good, acknowledge my goals, and then try to reset some focus. So, number four, the next stage is you know how I always like to ask you, What is your goal? And I mean it. What is your goal? So your big goal, personal goals, professional goals, what are the things that are important to you? And it is okay if these are not the goals you always said they were, or if these goals are different, or if your whole life has been rocked by this and now you want a whole new set of goals. Maybe now you see that life is really fragile and things can change quickly, and your new goal is to figure out how to work part-time, or how to get in the best health of your life, or to stop drinking or to make some other huge change, or to move back home and get close to your parents, or to go into the medical field, or to change gears and change fields, or to start a YouTube channel, or to write a book. I I don't know. You've got to have some goal. And I want you to say, pretend like you've never said them before, and maybe you haven't. What is your goal? What in this time of uncertainty, in the big picture, if you said, hey, I may not live forever. I mean, I won't live forever. And my life potentially could change at any moment. What is it that would help give me meaning? And what is it that would make me feel happy? What is it that I want to accomplish? What are my goals now? Are they my same goals or have they changed? So, those of you who know me know that my goals are to empower women with education. And those are still my goals. I have really tried hard because I've been uninspired. I've been really uninspired to come on and say, this is how you get pregnant in such a time of uncertainty. But I still, at my core, believe that women should have autonomy to understand their bodies and they need to make choices that are right for them. And so I'm refocusing on how I can push out more educational content because it's really important to me. And trying to do that from a place of inspiration, with thoughts like, in uncertain times, knowledge is power. Maybe you aren't freezing your eggs because your clinic's not. Maybe you're not trying to get pregnant because you want to ride it out. Maybe you decide, because you're not trying right now, you're going to go plant-based. You're going to stop eating meat. You're going to learn how to cook. You're going to get in shape. You're going to run around your neighborhood. You're going to learn how to paint you're going to write the book, whatever. I just want to say there are still goals that you want to accomplish and maybe they have changed and that's all good. So if you are not focusing on what your primary goal was, huge goal, I'm going to use fertility for example. I want to become a mom and have a family and you and your partner decide this is not a good time. Maybe you say, I'm an ICU nurse or I'm an ER doctor. Or I'm just a little scared of what the world is right now. Or my job is on the line. Or I've been furloughed. Maybe we just shouldn't have a kid right now. You know what you can do? You can develop a better relationship with your partner or your friends and take care of your body and eat compassionately and learn about your body so that when you are ready, you are armed with all the information and you are ahead of the game. So I want you to think about how you can utilize this period of different for you. And I'm not saying you have to change the world, and I'm not saying you have to accomplish big things. Maybe what you need to do is say, I work a really stressed out job, and I'm not going to worry about homeschooling my kids for a few weeks, and I'm not going to worry about working out every day, but instead, I'm going to get up 30 minutes earlier and have my coffee alone and journal. You know, you don't have to change the world right now. But what you owe to yourself is to not fall into the pit. What you owe yourself is understanding that your life still has meaning and purpose. And this is going to change us all. This is going to change us all. This experience will change every one of us. I mean, will we shake hands again? Will we give as many hugs? I mean, I really hope so because I'm very huggy. But maybe we start living life in a more careful way. Maybe we really, hopefully, I mean, let's hope all of America has learned that we need to wash our hands for 20 seconds with soap and water, okay? Gone are the days of just putting your hands under the faucet with water and drying them off real fast. So at a minimum, you've learned that your world will be different. But I'm saying that it is okay to say, what is my goal? and understanding that you still have goals that may be very different than what they were in the past. And how can I utilize this time, this different time to set me up for success now that my life is on hold? Again, it can be as simple as spending some time for you. It can be as life changing as going plant-based or learning how to cook, organizing your whole house, learning a new language, learning about your body. I really don't care. Your goals are not my goals. But there should be something that you can do in this time period that is helping you get closer to that goal. And the reason why that's important is that in times of uncertainty or in times of contingency, when we are waiting to get to that next step, finding meaning in small things helps us persevere. So just like I talk about in the contingent life, If you're waiting to get to that next stage before you do something, I'm going to wait till this test is over before I get in shape. I'm going to wait until I move to start cooking. I'm going to wait until I have a kid to organize the closet. Whatever it is, you're just putting your life off further and further. And what this time period should show us more than anything is that life is fragile. A virus can come in at any moment and uproot the entire way of life that we know. That is powerful and meaningful, and that means that you need to make sure that you're living your life. Maybe it's in your home or your apartment. Maybe it is not at all, I mean, I know it is not at all how you thought it would be right now, and that is okay. But don't just keep putting off your goals until it's over. There are ways to get closer to your goal, even if your big goal is on hold. So figure out what that means to you. Set some intentions for the now and look really short-term. The next week, I'm going to work out every day. Or the next week, I'm going to wake up and journal. Or the next week, I'm going to go on a walk by myself. Or I'm going to read a book with my kids. Or I'm going to call my mom. Whatever it is, it's yours to decide. For the last part of this, so part five, you didn't know you were going to get a five-part homework. Is that you're going to figure out how, in this time of uncertainty, you can make some change or some commitment to you so that you can stay true to who you are and you can keep persevering during these times of uncertainty. Well, on that note, I am going to go back to my kids. Since I no longer have time to record the podcast while they're at school on Monday, I'll have to figure out a new way to start recording this while they're around. But I want you to remember that it is okay to be vulnerable. These are scary and uncertain times. And the very best thing you can do in times like that is to live a life that's meaningful to you. So if you'd like a recap on your homework, number one, you're going to share your feelings raw and vulnerable, hopefully with somebody. Number two, you're going to write down All the things that are on hold or that you're missing because of what's going on. Number three, you're gonna write down all the things that you still have or that potentially are better because of the right now. Number four, you're gonna acknowledge your goal, big overarching goal. What's really important to you? What would you love to achieve? And number five, you're gonna set some intentions or commitments. Maybe let's say three things or one thing. Something that you can do right away that is going to help you stay true to who you are and get you a little bit closer to that goal when the time is right, if it's on hold right now. Friends, thank you so much for listening. I know your time is valuable, and it is so meaningful to me to have you listening here. I love all of your support. I can't thank you enough. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at Natalie Crawford md the blog, nataliecrawfordmd.com, and the new YouTube channel, which is just a baby YouTube channel, but we already have 500 subscribers in just two weeks, so I'm pretty excited about that. Those of you who like video, go over there. If you've never watched a video in your life, go over there anyway. You can actually see all the funny faces I make when I try to record something. But more than anything, please stay safe. Please take care of yourself and the people you love. And please don't forget to lift up those around you during these really hard times. For us to get through this, it's going to take all of us working together. Stay home. Be safe.